I read that story in the Discord when he said it, and I was like, that's not real. That didn't happen. Yeah, that wasn't. That didn't happen. I didn't. No, oh, I'm sure I did not did. just make that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's too crazy for him to just make that up on the spot. Oh, my God. Is it? Oh, well, it is Jeff. Jeff has sent me some wild stuff, dude. Especially reels. When I see an Instagram notification from Jeff, I'm scared. As you should be. I'm genuinely terrified. It's like, I've learned about so many disabilities thanks to him. (laughs) That is... Yep. Um... Did he send you the one with the... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I hate that shit, too. <laughs> but I get them regardless. I'll send it to Josh, just in case Josh didn't get it. Oh, Josh gets them. <laughs> oh, I get them. I, said, Don't you I worry, big dog. I got them. He's just going to add us all to a group chat at this he point. He might so as well. Be like, here, because he sends it to all yeah, of us. Yeah, dude, he's taking so much time out of his day to send them to all three of us separately. It's There's a very different feelings I get when I see Tawny sending me a reel <laughs> and when I see Jeff sending me a reel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And now he has a fucking Fred Durst channel on TikTok. <laughs> what the fucking fuck? He's oh, trying. Yeah, he does. He, he, he puts fucking Limp Biscuit songs over just random clips <laughs> hoping that Fred Durst will comment or like his video and he's not stopping until he does. You gotta admire the persistence. Oh, it's... Truly. The, it's great. <laughs> the grind is crazy. Sig- <sighs> Sigma male grind set. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Imagine oh, his day good. when Fred Durst does comment on it though. That's the day he sends me $10,000. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Because by that time, we'll all somehow have some sort of deal with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I don't know that I want that. <laughs> I 100% do not want that. He's a Fred Durst going to be real mad to find out he went out at number 100. <laughs> be like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Go ahead and talk shit. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I, I need to stop. No, you don't. Keep going. <sighs> Good God, dude. What a crazy guy. What a fucking crazy guy. Listening to Cunting Pixels. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh he already started. Listen, I'm on a I'm on a uh fucking roll today, man. I it, I okay. So I'm in a I'm in a league in Madden. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys are aware of this. This is a thing that that you know about. Alright. Sure. And um so I'm in this Madden league and 
I, um, I'm trying to think of the the best way to describe it, but uh, long story short, basically, um, I I had a game today where I literally was screaming at the screen, where I was like, "You cunting motherfuckers!" <laughs> and uh -oh. yeah, it was a. Uh, it wasn't great, you know. Um, it, it could have been worse, I guess, but also was, wasn't great. And, uh, yeah, so um, I've been on a, um, what you might call, uh, roll today uh, with, my, with my language and, and whatnot. Okay, that was a fun story. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just every other word is like the cunt word, and uh, also I'm just incredibly Isn't that angry. Just usually, you though. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. But like, like I said, I, I, I've also just been like, today has been a, I, I, I don't know if I would say incredibly angry, but, uh, but definitely very frustrated. I, I've had a very frustrating day, um, where. I've been playing Resident Evil 4, trying to get it done, and uh, there are several parts of that game that are just... I wouldn't say difficult, per se, but they are definitely annoying, to, to say the least. And uh, I... I'm not particularly fond of some of those sequences, to be just blatantly and brutally honest with you. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, you know, whatever. What you going to do about it? And uh, I've just, uh, yeah, I've had a day today. Damn. So, I don't know. Words, things, stuff. All the things with the words... <laughs> I don't know. We I, we got a podcast, right? Something I think. like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of of that podcast, we we have a show for you today. I think of some sort. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Whether or not that's actually true or not is, uh, yeah. Uh, Depends on your know. definition of a show, I guess. True. Exactly. See, Austin gets it. Dylan's <laughs> Dylan's ready to just let me flounder, but. Austin, he understands. He gets me. He yeah. understands what the assignment is, you know? For the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, I'll let him have it. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebopping Tin Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan... Go ahead. Who did, who, who did this? Was this Austin or was this you? I didn't do it. I don't ever do Austin, it. That's Dylan's thing. I would never touch that. I barely put my own shit in the document. That's, yeah. I mean, true. I don't think either of you have put anything in the document. I did. I did. I put it in last week. I don't believe you. I don't see anything. Well, look it's down. It's what I've been playing. Oh. Yeah. Jesus I haven't Christ. watched anything. Same. I've been too busy playing. Actually, that is a that is a semi lie. I've dabbled in some stuff. Dabble. You've been been a dabbling boy. 
Yeah, I've been a rambling man. Oh, well, that is a uh, that is something for sure. Definitely. Well, anyway, Dylan, Roll, Martin, and Austin, Proto Man, Stevens. God there damn. There you go. Why don't you make it sound like that was so hard for you? To do? It was so hard. It was the most difficult thing just... I've ever had to do. Besides, you <laughs> know, talk to Jeff about fucking Limp Biscuit. <laughs> or feet. Or feet. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Guy sure does like to talk about his feet. He likes them feetsies. That's okay. If I had feet like his, I would too. That's... Mm, <laughs> I don't like what just happened. I, I, I don't like that. Well, I, please refrain from... Him. Yeah, just... No, I'm going to encourage him. No, please don't. D Dylan no. does it enough. Dylan is the reason really that I does. have gotten fucking Do feet pics and shit. Bullshit. Do this. <laughs> you have 100% done that. I do not. You may not anymore, but you definitely have. <laughs> I'll accept that. Yeah, I, and I, I don't even say you definitely have. You've definitely like a hardcore done it. Mm. Mm, yep. I mean, no. Mm, I just read his telegrams. Don't lie. Don't lie to me. I read his telegrams, and that's about it. Yeah. Why would you do that? What's what's. Uh, Yeah? What's the topic? <laughs> Why well, are you are you did you get caught? Did did you get caught doing things I'm, you weren't supposed I've to? I've not done anything for him in a long time. It's like breaking it's like getting clean. That's <laughs> what a weird way to phrase that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I washed off the filth. <laughs> And I'm a better person. I don't know. I don't know, don't about, know about that. that. I am a less involved person. That's fair. Um, okay. I guess I'll allow it. I guess I will allow it. I don't know. I still don't feel great. I feel like... I don't either. I feel like this is going to end like up being a... You feel like what? I feel like I was caught in a lie, but it's like, it's not a lie because you're right. In, in the past, I've definitely had some transgressions. <laughs> I feel like this is all leading up to a, a big ad read. No, 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 he's <laughs> actually not sent me anything in a long time. I'll have to yeah. tell him to get off, get back on that. No, I, the thing is, we don't have to because he's listening to this and he's like, he's already started typing. Yep. It's, <laughs> yep. Hey, it's already been sent. Yep. yep, can't wait to hear this one. Like, I mean, that's it. But I have to choose to read it, though. I've been clean for a while now. Relapsing. That's not in my character. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in mine. Send it to me and I'll do it. Speaking of, of relapsing, let's get to what you've been playing, Dylan. That was a, jo uh, that was a joke about your Destiny 2 addiction right now. You know, it is pretty gnarly. It, it's so funny how that works because it could it could apply to so many different games for me. It can be Destiny, it can be Pokemon, it can be Stardew, it can be any of those games. 
I relapse pretty hard. <laughs> well, don't stop stop doing that because that's oh I can't. That's that's a bad. Yeah, video game relapses are much harder to control. I can just are not I? open a message. This is uh, getting dicey. You know, I I guess that is fair. I I'm sympathetic to that argument. You you have a uh, uh, dead by daylight addiction. Uh, you, you know what? I haven't actually played Dead by Daylight in... About two weeks. Yeah, that probably tracks. <laughs> How's it feel? Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it very much at all. I really feel would... Itchy. Yeah, because I really want to get... Not fall too far behind with my, uh... With my, um... The what the fuck is it called? I want to call it Battle Pass, but the Rift, mm-hmm. like yeah, because I I feel like if I if I wait for too long, it's going to end up being a situation where it's like, yep, yeah, well, uh, you're too you're too far gone, and nothing's going to come of this. That's a bad way it's of. It's not like you it. have a video to record. Yeah, no, no. Definitely don't have That would be terrible if you started playing. Fuck. When does the new season start? Um, let's see. When does the new season start? The new season starts. Um, oh, it's already started. It's already started. What am I fucking talking about? Wait. So it do- so this one will not bring a new killer, but the next one will? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the riffs are off from when the new chapters begin. It's usually like a two-month cadence. Like every two months, there's something new. Either it's a new rift or it's a new uh, chapter or something like that. Got you. Yeah. So. But anyway, speaking of new chapters, I watched Evil Dead Rise. Mm. Hmm. I really fucking liked it. Uh, I know that's not necessarily indicative of anything, uh, but... uh, I thought it was fucking excellent, to be just totally and completely honest with you. Um, it was uh, a damn good time. Uh, I, are you guys f- fans at all of the of the series? Never really I've watched never, them. yeah, I'm going to be real. I know what it is, but I've never seen it. And Same. I saw trailers for this, and it looks a little spooky, but... Uh, it's gonna have to be one of those things where it's on a streaming service and we're in the mood for a horror movie. Okay, gotcha. Well, um, I mean, with that said, um, it is definitely uh, a spook fest. That is for sure. Um, it is got a lot of really, really fucking like great, um, like gore moments uh specifically uh with some of the body horror like there's i don't, I don't want to get too uh I, I spoilery but there there are some things that like um i just genuinely wasn't expecting and there's a lot of like really nice setup and payoff moments with the script where like they set something up in the first, you know, couple of scenes and then it comes back in like the third act and it's like, Oh shit. Like that's really not necessarily clever, but like that was a lot of fun. Like, Oh, that's super cool. Um, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, like I said, it, it's re- relatively new, and I don't want to get too uh, crazy into it, but, like, it was really, really good looking. It was inc- impeccably acted. Um, I heard some people online, well, not heard, but, like, I saw some people online talking about how, like, they, uh, it was filmed in New Zealand, and the um, actors, um apparently didn't have good enough American accents. Um, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't notice anything. It didn't really bother me uh, at all. Um, but everyone was fucking great in it. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it was a fun time. The, the big, the two big knocks I have on it is that it's, um, there is a bunch of, uh, well, no, I'll, I'll save that for last because it actually goes into a, a pretty decent segue. Um, but uh, the the beginning and the ending really feel tacked on, almost like they were like studio notes. Like the studio was like, uh, well, we need a little bit something, uh, like a little something else. Like we need to have it be, you know, this or that type thing. Um, and uh, the other problem I have is that it, sometimes relies a little bit too much on like nostalgia and callbacks for the, um, for the series. Like there's one scene in particular that I thought was like egregious with it where like it's a direct callback to evil dead two. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't like the best. So, um, but I had, I had a real blast with it. I thought it was really fucking excellent. Um, and, uh, yeah, good time at the movies. I, I feel like so stick that in your Here pipe and smoke it. <clears throat> it does look kind of spooky. Yeah, it's a, it's a little spooky. I'm not gonna lie. A little spooky. Yeah. So <laughs> good times. Um, cool. And then, uh, the other thing I watched was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, and I had a real good time with it. Hmm. Uh, you, you saw it, right? Did you talk about it last episode? No. Okay. No, I, I, I we, couldn't remember. No, we didn't talk about anything last episode. I think the last episode was just the topic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I did we... see it and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's, that's it. That's, that's all it the, needed to be. Mm-hmm. That's the exact way I would describe it. Is it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it didn't do anything especially special. I feel like like it. There definitely could have been. Um, uh, I, I hate I hate sounding like this. Like it makes me sound so fucking like douchey. But I feel like there were definitely <laughs> things that could have been. Um, like better mm-hmm. uh, with like the story and stuff. Like I, I for I, sure. I feel like they missed a couple of opportunities, and there's a lot, a lot of nostalgia bait, which I think is fine because you're going into a movie about Super Mario Brothers, right? Like you, like you know what you're supposed to be getting. Yeah, um, for sure. And that didn't necessarily bother me. Like, while I was watching it, because I was like, oh, yeah, Mario Brothers movie. They're going to have Mario Brothers references. 
but it kind of almost felt like they took the plot and were like, um, yeah, so let's just throw references everywhere and then try to connect that with like a shoestring like plot. You know what I mean? And that kind of like, once it was all said and done, I was like, Oh, this could have been better. Um, I liked what I got out of it. Like it wasn't like the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, but like, you know, people like, I haven't seen it yet, but people like to talk about, um, Sonic and Sonic two, uh, Mm -hmm about how great they are. And I mean, if, if what people say about those is, is accurate, then like, I don't think that the Mario movie even really comes close, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I hear everyone saying it was such a good time though. Like people who I'm not going to say that I was anti seeing this movie, but I really do not like Chris Pratt at all in pretty much anything he's in, unfortunately. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, like, I think I like him as Star-Lord, and then I just see him as Star-Lord and everything I fucking watch him in. Uh, okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I haven't seen any of his truly dramatic movies, like the one with Jennifer Lawrence in space. Um, oh, uh... Fuck. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called. I see snippets of it pop up on TikTok now and then, and I could probably sit down and watch that because it looks different enough to give it a shot. But... Uh, it's just hard for me, man. Especially like what, and I'm not saying he ruined Jurassic Park for me because that was very much not his choice to make the movie what it was. I'm sure, but it's just like all the most recent things I've seen him in have been disappointing. Uh, but that being said, I I know people that went into it with that same concept. Like they they're not fans of Chris Pratt, and it didn't look like a movie for them. But then they'll come back to me a few days later and they're like, "Dude, that movie is actually pretty great." <laughs> Like, in terms of just an overall fun factor. <laughs> yeah. So, when it comes to a streaming service, which I thought it was supposed to come this month, if I'm not mistaken. So I thought Peacock? it was supposed to hit a stream. Is that where it's at? I would assume so, given that it's a, univer- yeah. a universal I really, movie. I thought I saw a Peacock, and I thought it was, like, mid-month. So, when, it, when that happens, I'll definitely watch it. But, you know me, it's, like, it's hard for me to go watch something unless we're just... I don't know if there's a movie coming out this year that I want to go see in theaters, but... Um, yeah, I am looking forward to streaming <clears throat> this one. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, stuff and things, things and stuff. Uh, so I guess let's uh, let's do the thing. Let's get into the topic at hand. Let's do the fucking thing. Um, so m- movies are really very different from games in a lot of uh, different ways. Uh, but they are similar in that they often get blasted into the mainstream and achieve massive success. Um, Other times, they enter with a whimper and die out before anyone has had a chance to know what they're about. There is, however, a third and, I think, often compelling option. Some games come out with little fanfare and then eventually grow a follow. This can be seen in the Dark Souls series, many of the Suda 51 creations, and Rockstar's Table Tennis, of course. You know, the greatest video game ever made. Ever made. <laughs> so, <laughs> what makes these games so beloved by those that play them, and why did they never achieve the mainstream success that some believe they deserve? That, dear friends, is what we plan to talk about today. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, I was... I don't remember what it was that kind of brought this topic to my mind, but uh, it was something that, like, I had thought about before, and -hmm. then it was something that just, like, got triggered in me uh, not not too long ago. Uh, And I don't remember exactly what it was, to be honest with you, that that did it for me. But, um, but yeah. Uh, So... (sighs) I was thinking about uh, this with regards to an upcoming title that I think um, will be here, you know, kind of before you know it, um, with Alan Wake and the sequel, Alan Wake 2. Mm. Um, So uh, I wanted to start by asking if you guys kind of like um, had any, I guess, like, in your mind's eye, any that any examples that immediately jumped out to you, and why you think that they are, uh, you know, kind of considered cult games. Hmm. So this one is really hard for me, man, because the answer is no. Like I, when this topic came up, I was scared because I did not have an example, and sitting here now, I'm struggling. Like the the Dark Souls thing, is, I think, is a great easy route for me to take but i i i can i can name a couple like if i truly dig into my my memory of what i've played but then i also like i had to look up some games and i'm like what are games that do have a cult following and then i saw i'm like oh yeah that makes sense like games like shadow of the colossus yeah like i i never played that game like ever but I know, like, oh, yeah, that really does have a, you know, a huge following. Or games like Psychonauts or something, you know, the first one um, and stuff like that. But then it's like, I don't know, like, I don't want to consider Stardew a game. I don't, like, I do, but I don't, right? And then plus, I've how much have I talked about that shit? Uh, it, so much. <laughs> uh, at nauseum, right. Um but then recently, and we'll talk about it a lot at the end of the show, but the Battle Network games kind of bring this to my mind, too. Yeah, that's because the first they one were, I thought of, too. And I figured you would, especially since we're both playing it right now, but that game had... No, I wouldn't even say game. It, it was... It, you know, it's more than that. It's They had fucking games, they had show, they had collectible card games, they had action figures but it never hit the success that I know that they wanted it to Mm -hmm. Um, it never hit that Pokemon success it never did, just like Digimon never did, came close Mm -hmm. Uh, Digimon did, but once Pokemon skyrocketed, there was no catching it, yeah, nothing else could keep up ever, and that's really what happened with Battle Network, they wanted to try to capture that lightning in a bottle again mm-hmm. and have it exponentially blow up but it really never did and instead what it wound up doing is creating this I'm not going to say small but it was in in terms of the grand scheme of things I guess it would be a minimal collective of people who really love and enjoy mm-hmm. that franchise I've never that's not true I've played other Mega Man titles I've played the Zero games and I've played some of the older classics I've never beaten one of them. I just didn't care for them. Mm-hmm. When I think of Mega Man, this is my Mega Man that I play. And 
it's it's so off the beaten path when it comes to the Mega Man formula. Yeah. That I think it is kind of niche. And this is the game that I'm like, this is really a cult title for me. You know, I I, I, I think Dark Souls truly is or kind of that Soulsborne franchise, but we talk about that all the time too, so I don't wanna, you know, harp on that even more than I have to, but this was a really hard topic for me, man, and I'm I'm sure Josh, you have some ideas like <laughs> the table tennis thing low-key killed me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what? Uh, um, well, why did it kill you? Is it because it is the greatest game that no one's ever played? D- no, I have played it. <laughs> <laughs> I have played it. Um, but it's like I forget about that shit so often, and I forget that Rockstar made that shit. Yeah, isn't that so fucking strange, dude? It is so weird, man. They're so off the fucking rocker. They have modern day crime games they have fucking old school crime games and they have fucking bully games and then they have table tennis yeah it's fucking wild (laughs) Uh, but looking at some of the lists man like i saw like i remember playing enslaved odyssey to the west back on the 360 days but i did not know it was it was really good but i didn't know it had a cult following either um but some of the and austin's like uh, catherine's on the list and I didn't know that game had, like, the following that it did after reading about it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, it does. And Catherine is really, like, peculiar, too, because it came out at a time in the West when dating sims were not the most popular fucking genre. Like, we didn't... They're still not. I, no, they definitely are, thanks to a bunch of simps, but... Oh. <laughs> like, it... it <laughs> It wasn't as, like, widespread here in the West as it was, uh, you know, over in Asian countries. I mean, dating sims in Japan have been a popular genre of video video games since, like, the fucking late 80s. Yeah. But the West never really received anything like that. And then coupled with a really fucking unique puzzle system that was very different from anything else that had recently come out, it, it did, I think it did way better than Atlas ever expected it to. And it became a fucking competitive esport, which is bananas. That's wild, and I keep forgetting Atlas did that shit. It's like I I know Atlas in my head for Shin Megami and Persona, but I forgot they had anything to do with Catherine. Mm-hmm. Catherine is um, arguably a Persona game, unfortunately. It's and you can see the similarities too once you look at the art style and everything. Yeah. Um, one of the other games that popped up in, in the list that I looked up on uh, GameSpot was Deadly Premonition. Mm, I forgot yeah. all about that shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deadly Did you ever play that? Wild. I've never so played it. I, I never played it, but I watched it when it first came out all over Twitch, dude. Like, it is such a... Did you say wild? Because that's yeah. the exact... It's a fucking fever dream is what it looks yep. like. That, that looks is like, like the perfect phrasing for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, and... It, like, just the outlandishness of it, it it somehow takes... So one of the games, Josh, that I thought about for myself, and I don't know if it counts or not, but it's, it's Dante's Inferno, right? Yeah, 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 I, oh, I can for definitely sure. see that. Okay, so Deadly Premonition takes Dante's Inferno and just turns the dial up to 11. Because Dante's Inferno had some fucking wild shit in that game. It did. Fucking... Cleopatra with her baby boobs and then the devil's fucking 12 foot long dick like 12 foot long devil dick yep 12 foot long devil dick <laughs> um, just a wild game man but Deadly Premonition is just 
fucking feverish dreams. But that being said, it was it was all of that being said was for me to say I had to look up a fucking list because I I struggled with this topic. Really? Um, I really did, man, because I I didn't want to rely on the ease of talking about a game like Dark Souls or a game like like I, I think Stardew does have a cold following but we're not going to do that anymore um, and and even Dante's Inferno like it's I, I think that feels very special to me and like I know that my friend group that I grew up with during that time cherishes that game because it's my favorite hack and slash adventure I've ever had I think um but I didn't know how it stood in kind of the grand scheme of things. Like, it most certainly does not have the same following that a Psychonauts or a Shadow of the Colossus has. So, it, it, it was hard for me, man. Um, and I was... But the Battle Network thing really stood out. Um, but I... I don't know. It, what kind of games did you have in mind? Because I'm sure you've played a lot more than I have. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you guys touched on on like a lot of the the sort of like big name ones, um, but like I was thinking stuff like, um, have you ever heard of Killer Seven? Mm-mm. Okay, so Killer Seven was part of this um, Capcom. I for, I forget what they called it. It was like the the Capcom Five or something like that, where during the GameCube era, uh, they were kind of like contracted out to make games specifically for the GameCube. And yeah. one of them ended up being um, Killer7 from uh, Suda51. I think Tawny really loves this game. It's, it's uh, one of them does. I think it's Justin. Justin. Yeah. Justin. That's right. It is Justin. This is the fucking. I'm looking at a picture now, and it reminds me of fucking neon white. But <laughs> yeah, I can totally. I yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. I remember this. I never played it, but the name Killer Seven is like an immediate. Oh yeah, I know that game. Yeah, and um, and I I don't know. Like it's a very weird game, but like I I guess kind of to piggyback off of Killer Seven, like. Uh, Suda 51's games in general are all very just fucking out there. Like, uh, have you guys ever played No More Heroes? That that's another one. That's oh, I think I played the shit, first they one. made that. Yeah, yeah. Suda 51. Ooh, what did No More Heroes? They did Shadows of the Damned, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. They did Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, that's definitely a cult game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Holy shit! I made I brought that up in the fucking sexiest video game characters. I didn't even think of that. I can't believe they're the ones that made that. I had no idea. Yeah, and uh, Killer is There's... Dead is a fucking another one that I I genuinely very like, but it's like yo, weird. It's so crazy to see the similarities between those games too. Yeah, like not like not because they're you know side by side comparative but there there's some nuances like subtle nuances oh my god my mind is blown i had no <laughs> idea that the same company that did no more heroes did lollipop chainsaw what yeah 
And what was it? Killer Seven? Killer Seven. Like yeah. I grew up knowing what that game was, but I never pl- like I said I never played it. But it's like to find out that there's just a a string of connections here. Holy shit! Yeah, and and are they still making games today? Uh, the last one Did- that I remember them coming out with was. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they did... No More Heroes 3. No More Heroes 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Damn, dude. But that's it. What? Yeah, and before that, it was a, it was a long time, dude. Uh, hang on. I'm going to look at this. Grasshopper Manufacturer. All right. So, No More Heroes. Oh, yeah. I guess they did the Travis Strikes again, which was like a spinoff. The fuck is a Let It Die? Oh, Let It Die was like this really interesting PS4, uh, like free to play game. It was a battle royale where you like played as like what? death, and you were like a skateboarder or something like what? that. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, super interesting title. Oh. Yo, look at the fucking. This is right up their alley, man. I'm looking at it, and this looks like exactly something they would do. What a sleeper development team, man. Because I had no idea they did half this shit. I'm looking at Let It Die now. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have a PS... No, I had a PS4. I just didn't... Uh, I didn't have a PS3. I, um... I, I just missed this somehow. I had no idea. And the fact that it was free to play. Yeah. Um, but like, so I was thinking about those games and then there are other ones like, um, like I, I think you could easily make the case for like beyond good and evil from, uh, what was that? Was that the PS2? The game that will never get the, yeah, that's never going to get the fucking sequel, (laughs) you know, um, or, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played this, but, uh, Azura's Wrath was, was another one. Never played oh, it, I saw that it. on the list. Yeah, Azura's Wrath was like fucking weird and interesting. It was a, uh, it was another Capcom game that like I remember very distinctly. Like thinking this was around the time when like quick time events were becoming like a real big thing, and I was like, "Huh, this is full of these fucking quick time events, isn't it?" <laughs> um, but there is a similarity between everything we've said. I started with Battle Network. You said Asura's Wrath. And then what we just talked about, it's all fucking Capcom. Yeah, it's a bunch of Capcom titles. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of the ones that we think about, like, when we, uh, like, when we look at, like, uh, kind of, like, the time frame when which these games were released, like, Capcom was doing some really interesting stuff. And, like, they mm-hmm. were willing to experiment, I feel like, at, at the time. That's true. Which they kind of aren't now, you know, which is weird to say, considering, you know, I'm playing one of their games right now. But, it like, the game that I'm playing right now, it, it is, like, not... It's not experimental. It's just, it's a re-release of a, of a you know, game that they did, what, almost... Would you have considered the original of having a cult following, though? Yeah, for sure. RE4? I, I, I would... Yeah. Well, I don't know about RE4, because RE4 was kind of the one who, like, made it into the mainstream. But, like, I would I would definitely say at least the first three games, I, I would have thought... I would have considered those cult classics. Um, I got you. They're just... 
different enough. What? I'm sorry, because I, because I'm trying to like, if not hammer out the definition, because I think I have that, but it's like more so than the first three games. When I think of a cult classic from Resident Evil specifically, like I would gravitate towards Code Veronica. Would that be? Correct? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Code Veronica is. Okay. Uh, Man, that is a weird fucking game. <laughs> it is. It's one of. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that was my first introduction to Resident Evil. Oh, really? Weirdly enough, yeah. Interesting. I. F yeah, it was def. Damn, dude. I can't rem remember if it was that or four. I no, it was Ver Code Veronica. It was truly Code Veronica. That's wild. Um, and then I went back and I played all the other ones, but. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, did you did you ever play um, what's that fucking game called? Earthbound was one that I saw. I yeah, yeah, I, I've yeah. never played it, but uh, like I know all about that game. It looks super cute, but yeah, I never had a chance to play it. But well, you probably could if Nintendo say, ever actually fucking did anything with it. <laughs> That's one of those games that people get so fucking bent out of shape about because Nintendo just refuses to acknowledge it. They really do. Like it would, it there, it has such a crazy cult following from like a completely different generation of gamers that Nintendo is just constantly like, nope, fuck them, don't care. Fucking Nintendo, man. I think would you can. Go ahead. I think the only time Earthbound has ever been re-released is it was re-released on the Wii. Or not the Wii, uh, the Wii U. It was re-released as like a Ugh. on the eShop. And then I think the Japanese NES for the Switch, you can actually play Earthbound. Or no, I think you can play Mother, not Earthbound. Mm. But That's a good movie. This is crazy. Nintendo gets mad at emulation and then fucking never ports games that deserve to be fucking ported. Yeah, fucking bastards. How dare they? How dare Would they? Would you consider Manhunt to be a cult classic? Um, yeah, for sure. That that was on the Xbox 360, right? I, I feel think. like I remember. Oh no, no, no! no. I, I think it was actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of the the second oh, one. Lord. I typed in manhunt and I got all the fucking search Oh, yep. <laughs> you can't you can't do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um Yeah, uh fucking but manhunt I would definitely consider one. Uh what was the other one? Oh, condemned. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I remember that yeah. shit. Yeah. Dude, you're taking me down a trip down memory lane right now. I did not expect this. Yeah, I forgot dude. all about condemned. Condemned was uh that was a wild ride. That was that was a skip. Oh, uh, fear. I can. Uh, well, it's like the first one, right? I would. I would have said so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It definitely wasn't like. Um, it wasn't the same way that like you know, <sighs> Resident Evil and, and Silent Hill were. You're starting to unlock a lot of doors, Josh. Because <laughs> now I'm starting to think of games like, uh, fucking. Uh, what was that stupid game with the glaive? Uh, Dark Sector. Do you remember that? Oh shit! I think so. Hang on. I need to look this up. Ah, Dark Sector was so good. Who the fuck did that game? Uh, I th Capcom, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Dark Void. Dark Sector was... Uh, Digital Extremes. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, that's a game. Oh, 
okay, this one's for Austin prototype. Mm, yeah, I yeah I would consider prototype. That game is so fucking good, dude, and I never hear anybody fucking talk about it. The second one fucking is garbage. It's g- g- terrible. <laughs> yeah, that first game. Though. But that first game, that first game fucking hit back in the day. I oh, uh, they didn't they remaster it for the for the Xbox One and the PS4. They did something with it. Yeah, I know, I know they that, definitely yeah, they re-released it to some extent. But... Hmm. Yeah. Then games like uh, Alice Madness Returns. Did you guys ever play that? Uh, I have so. always wanted to, but I've never gotten around to them. The American McGee games, Tawny fucking loves, but... Shout out Tawny. Tawny. Yeah, shout out to Tawny. But, uh, uh, well, so we're we're kind of beating around... Oh, I mean, we're going through all these things, but, like, thinking about this, right? What do you, what do you guys think that these games have in common? Because, like, there are definitely they, commonalities, they, it's a break for sure. In the norm. But mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's definitely the biggest thing is that they're, they truly feel like a break in the norm of today. Yeah. Um, like, all of the games that I just mentioned, let me, let me think of one of the bigger ones that I just mentioned. Like, I feel like I need a, I, I kind of need a default to Battle Network real quick because it's the game that I'm the most knowledgeable about. But when it comes to the Battle Network games, like, they did something that no other Mega Man game had done. They had flipped the formula on top of its head. Literally, mm-hmm. like it has very little in common with the. Co- what the fuck was that? That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> was that you? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That genuinely sounded like a police dispatch was going off, and I was like, "Am I being listened to right now?" <laughs> <laughs> FBI agent. Yeah, that's you can't button. look up manhunt, man. You can't do it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, like it's still brought up on my page, dude. And I was like, "Oh my god." Damn. Yeah, okay. no, that that was that was uh, uh, a little sound effect. Jesus Christ, we cannot have a soundboard on this show because I will be the most paranoid motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God, now we should have one. No, oh. because I feel like that means that Jeff will somehow infiltrate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but he'll fucking, fucking do sounds it. on that board. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, but... I'm trying to get serious after that. That was funny as shit, dude. That was j- if you could have felt my heart starting to beat like it started <laughs> beat through my chest. Um, Battle Network took what it what what the traditional Mega Man formula did, and it flipped it on top of its head entirely to the point where the game is not anything like anything we ever played before, and it does it so well in 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 a, in a fun way, and it kind of. Uh, it captured a little bit of that Pokemon formula. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have this companion that you're progressing through the game with, and you have friends that you'll meet along the way that have those, you know, their own versions of unique companions. You start to uh, kind of capture a little bit of that TCG mechanic, too, right, Austin? With, like, making with the, the chip right battles, yeah. Battle chips. Like, they captured a lot of unique stuff um, in the Battle Network. Like the exclusive oh, forms. Yeah, exclusive forms. like Straight out of a Pokemon textbook. The fucking further the game franchise went, the the more awesome it got. I think it peaked in 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 6 was fine. But they continued <laughs> to innovate. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> 6 was fine. 6 is um, the best. 
Oh! Hot take. Okay. <laughs> um, fuck, that, that threw me off. They continued to innovate for a long time and take the formula, and it was minor innovations, but the soundtrack was always great, but the level design that they had and the puzzle design and the new chips that they introduced, they kept it feeling fresh throughout its Funky lifetime, fresh? Even though it was mm, not so funky, more like freaky. Oh. Okay. oh. Yeah, freaky fresh. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's, I think, a commonality between all of the games that we, we just mentioned. Like, they all broke the norm of what the mainstream looked like. And I... I, I they took the risk. They took a risk. Like, when I think of... What's another one that we just talked about? Lollipop Chainsaw. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm a... Zombie slaying cheerleader with my boyfriend's head on my hip, dude. Yeah. Like, what? Um... What, what, what did we just... Catherine. Like, listen to everything that Austin just said about that shit. Yeah. It's a dating sim puzzle platform. <laughs> like, what? I think that's what makes a lot of these games so fun. Like, even if we're willing to consider Dante's Inferno one, it's a hack-and-slash adventure that takes on uh, the Divine Comedy. <clears throat> it's wild. Like, God of War at the time was you know it was still awesome kratos is kicking you know different gods ass but as you know dante you're fucking traveling through hell killing booby baby booby making <laughs> cleopatra fucking traversing the however many circles of hell nine seven seven something seven. like that um, each level getting progressively more awesome and fucked up as you go down. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's it. I'm saying a lot of the same shit. I apologize, but it's like they, they took the norm and they broke it. And they fucking succeeded with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, like, I 100%, like, when I think of, uh, like cult games the obviously the the immediate like i think response for me is they tried something different right um yeah. which i don't think is necessarily a bad way of looking at it but it also i feel like doesn't necessarily like i, I don't want to say doesn't get the whole picture but it definitely like there's something to be said about like um, I don't know. I like, yeah, like I, like I said, like they they went out of the norm, but like they went out of the norm in such a a, a fundamentally weird and original way that it makes everything feel. Um, I don't I don't know what the real the word that I'm looking for is to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's that, that's why they were the way that or like, not the way that they were. That's a bad way of phrasing that, but, uh, <laughs> like that's the reason that they, um, you know, we consider they, be, they got the cult followings, but like, what is it about them that like, just didn't hit like, why wasn't mainstream success 
something that like um that they found right like mm-hmm. i, don't I know, think I, i've go ahead because i've spoken way too much yeah <laughs> i wasn't agreeing with you um uh going back to jesus christ we keep talking about it but going back to battle network i think one of its biggest issues and why it didn't see that big mainstream success was capcom was really throwing anything they could at the mega man franchise to get shit to sell uh within the same four years i think we got like four battle network games three zero games i think like two or three (laughs) mega man x games uh i think the first zx game came out right around the time of battle network six like they had all these different Mega Man franchises all kind of competing for your money all at the same fucking time that when you had those diehard purists who love the original formula uh, introduced in the classic series, like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna go more towards the Zero releases and the new X releases, and they're not going to want to try the Battle Network shit. And then people who try Battle Network aren't going to want to fucking... It's going to be completely different from what they're used to, and they're not going to go want to pick up all those other Zero and X games. And they they had too much going on at one time that Capcom kind of shot themselves in the fucking foot by just releasing way too much and oversaturating the market. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can see and feel that. Which is unfortunate because also... all those games are fucking great. All of them are. I feel like we can also take what I said about why they left the imprint they did and also look at it and see why it didn't make it into the mainstream as much because mm-hmm. they broke the norm so much doing what they did. Mm-hmm. It did become the only eSport played on the Game Boy Advance. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, Battle, I, Network weird. Six, uh, Battle Network 6 PvP can became the only competitive esport played on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, damn. Interesting. That's such a weird fucking thing, man. That's weird, man. <laughs> Dude, like if you're ever bored, look up a PVP video because it's fucking insane. That shit lasts like 5 seconds. I don't know how these motherfuckers think fast enough to do that shit. Yeah, that's a weird what? What is that? <laughs> Josh didn't tell us, but he secretly picked up a job as an EMT. <laughs> you know, you know, I do, I do what I do. God damn it! Oh man, that's fucking hilarious. I'm glad that that's scaring you guys. It's not scaring me. I just want to know what the no, fuck it is. Definitely scaring the shit out of me. Well, grow up. Because Josh is a f- either a fucking EMT or a narc right now. And I don't know which one it is. Probably, Probably both. the second one. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um. What do you think that they failed with? I see. The thing is, I don't know that they necessarily failed. I just I feel like. What's the best way to phrase this? Like, there are... uh, I'm trying to... I really don't know. Like, this is going to sound so... I feel like disrespectful to so many people. But, like, 
<laughs> normies just don't get it <laughs> sometimes. Damn. You know? <laughs> I, I, there's, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know of a better way to phrase it. Like, what is gen- generally popular, um, I, I don't think is... Okay, let me, let me put it this way. I think, to a certain degree, things that are popular are, are popular because they are good. Um, there are always exceptions to the rule, like Friends. Friends was never good. It should never have been popular. Um, Agreed. But, but for the most part, when things develop a quote-unquote following, it's because they are good. And... When you get into the realm of the cult classic stuff, the reasons that it didn't catch on, I, I th- think are numerous and they don't necessarily tell the whole story. Is that... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the reason that a lot of the games don't catch on is because... Uh, like they're doing the the different stuff, but like the different stuff is uh, like people not wanting to get outside of their comfort zones. And I think that like when you like you know when I put it, you know, normie is going to be normie or whatever. Like it ends up being a, a situation where like um like. It's not that it's necessarily bad or that, like, people don't want to get what people don't want to get. It's more of of a situation where I I feel like people are less inclined to try things that they've never tried before. And when that is the case, it ends up being a situation where you can't see the forest for the trees. You end up only wanting to play what you want to like feel comfortable with. And I think that when you get into the realm of the cult classics, like we've been talking about, I think it ends up being a situation where it is pushing the comfortability of what people enjoy. Uh, That's a, very poor way of phrasing it, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it sucks. It's a, it's a super unfortunate because uh, you know we were talking about um, you know our favorite games of all time last week, and uh, I can't remember if it uh was on my short list or not. I, I'm relatively positive it was, but. Um, you know, we were talking about, uh, I brought up Alan Wake and, um, Alan Wake is one of those games that like, I feel like was just ahead of its time, just outside of the mainstream and people didn't want that sort of thing. Um, and because of that, you know, there are people who genuinely love it. There are people who think that, you know, again, it was ahead of its time or something like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what words are. 
Me neither. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Hey, that's our topic. Suck, suck my dick or something. Oh. oh. <laughs> Wasn't this the patron's topic? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was the patron topic. They decided on this oh, one, and we, we fucked them over it. last week because we said, hey, we know it's the last week of the month, but uh, we hate you. Um, oh, yeah, we did say our that. wants are more important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, yeah, that was the patron decided topic. Uh, we do that once a month, um, and uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, you can go to patreon.com and, you know, toss us some money and uh we'll uh i don't know consider it i guess <laughs> maybe probably maybe not. yeah probably not more than likely not um all right let's get to what we've been playing um i feel like all of us have been playing uh quote-unquote old games sort of a little bit in, yeah. in, a, in a really in an interesting in way a sense, right? yeah um I'll start things off with uh, Resident Evil 4. Uh, I am almost finished. I have, I think, two chapters left. It might be three. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm basically finished with the game. Um, and uh, I know I've said this multiple times on this show, and I know that it's been controversial every single time. Um, but, you know, nobody listens, so it doesn't really matter. Uh <laughs> I don't really get the love that Resident Evil 4 gets. Um, <laughs> I understand where, like, that it did interesting stuff at a time when Capcom, for sure, was not doing interesting stuff. Um, and it is, in many, many ways, ahead of its time. It's, it's like... It's the third person over the shoulder, you know, shooter before Gears of War came out. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's doing action game stuff in the horror space before really just about anybody else was doing it. Uh, it's got so many things going for it. I understand why people love it, but it has never clicked with me like ever. There's just, there's been something off about it that just has not. I don't know. It just it doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's something. This game I have felt almost identical to. Like I am thoroughly impressed with the level of detail that is here. I am supremely impressed with all of the like nice changes that it's made like there have been like so many changes it's it's relatively like faithful like i mean i I say relatively it's it's very faithful it's a very faithful adaptation uh but like it is done like quality of life improvements that just make everything feel better like it really does do the whole like like make everything matter type thing where like you can you could probably get through every game with just the the starter pistol if you really wanted to you could probably get through with like honestly like i could see people doing challenge runs of this shit like you could get through using only a knife like i i totally see that being a thing that like people do um and it's all viable it's all a totally viable strategy 
And there's more than enough to, like, kind of, like, make you... I want to play the game and want to play the game in a in a relatively like specific way but i feel like there are a lot of things that this game just doesn't get in the way that say like resident evil 7 and 8 got and i know that like people are going to fucking crucify me for that opinion but like I I I think those games are better. I think that they got what made Resident Evil Resident Evil and then just kind of did their own thing with it. Like they're like, "Okay, this is what works. This is what makes a Resident Evil game a Resident Evil game. Let's just uh let's figure out how to make our own game within this set of rules." And I feel like this is like I like that it's faithful but it is almost faithful to a fault where I understand and I am glad that people are getting the game that they played back in 2005 with some, you know, a, a fresh coat of paint and some, like, minor gameplay improvements. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it the personality of the last couple Resident Evils is gone. And then not only that, but like, I feel like the, the reason that I like those first three Resident Evils back on like the PS1 and PS2, uh, well, no, just, just the PS1. The reason that I liked those was because they were like campy B movie things. And like, this is definitely campy, but it's like campy action movie with like, light horror elements. And they did nothing to really address that. It's not going to bother everyone, but like it's it's something that kind of bothers me a little bit. Um it's not bad. It's really 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 not bad. It's I I would even say a great game. But it's not a game that is like I think going to make it into our top 10. By, by the end of the year. I'm sure that I'll be the only that. one that plays it, but like... Hey, 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 I definitely played the first hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> the first and of... And I will definitely play at least another. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, the first of like uh, 19, 20 hours. That'll give me a general idea of how good the game is. I probably won't play it at all. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna. I fucking no. That I. I mean, that's another thing. Like this game is, I feel like way scarier than the original was. I like it. I yeah. it does things that are are way. I, I mean, there there's a general atmosphere of dread in that original game, but it's never like a a sense of like I am terrified of what I, I might find around the corner type thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And this one it has a little bit more of that second flavor. It's not exactly that, you know. There are definitely things that like it could be doing better, and it could be scarier. But like, you know, it does what it does, and it does it admirably. Um, I don't know. Uh, definitely not 
definitely don't hate it, but I, I really, I really do think that like it would would have been better served uh, with maybe not remaking this one. And, and yeah. you know that you, uh, another okay. thing that should be like I, I feel like stated with with that take in particular is we got a lot of what made this game great in in Village last year or the year before like Village really took four and was like let's use this as a framework to to deliver something like new and interesting and like I don't know. I don't think this game needed a remake. Okay, you look fine, but <laughs> we're but they're now in the cycle to where they're about to hopefully, please God, remake my favorite in the whole franchise. So I don't need them to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, and and I I don't think that they will. I think that like they can stop at five because six sucks. Well, no, I would like them to remake six because six is one of those games that, like, it. yeah, is so broken. I want them to make it good. <laughs> That's a good point, man. To be honest with you, they should remake all the way up until six and then stop because seven's perfect as it is. Seven so. is a genuinely like seven might be my favorite game in the franchise. That's wild. Seven's too I, scary. I can understand why, and yeah, it scares the shit out of me. Um, but, dude, I need them to remake 5 so badly. It is a game that means so much to me. And I, I, I need it. I need it in my fucking blood. I need to see 4K <laughs> Sheva. 4K Sheva. Well, you know, here's hoping that your wish comes true. Oh, that's also 4K jumpsuit Jill for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think Sheva's super hot. That's true. Between the two, aren't you a Jill guy or are you a Sheva? Oh, guy? I'm definitely. Well, in that game in particular, yes. uh, Sheva. Okay. Like fucking Jill is is bad, and and her fucking little like skin tight suit, like hell yeah, but yeah, um, Sheva's yeah. fucking Sheva's bad. Amazing. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, no more Resident Evil. Who's next? Who's next? Is it me? Why don't you go? Oh, I mean, if you say so. Yeah, go ahead. If you say so, Daddy Dylan. Daddy Austin. Papa Stevens. Papa Stevens. I am that. He's going to Papa Steven. Whoa. That doesn't even make sense. That's what he calls his penis, Steven. That's what I was about to say. That's what happens when he fucking impregnates Madison. He's going to Papa Steven. Oh, God. Oh, are you adding to the collection anytime soon? Are you going to go for three? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sure? no. No, 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 okay. no. I punch should. myself in the room. nuts daily just to make sure they don't work anymore. Oh. Okay. You could pay people to do that for you. Yeah, or I could just do it. Like, I'm already going to be in pain. What am I going to be in fucking broke to? Uh, well, we, never mind. I'm going to stop. <laughs> uh, I finished the Destiny 2 Lightfall campaign. Oh, sick. Uh it I wish I would have pulled my statistics for you guys so I can tell you how long I've played since the last show um, slowed down a little bit because thanks to Austin C here's the thing remember that that bit about me and I'm always like hey this guy knows how to convince me to buy shit because he always makes me buy the new Dark Souls game whenever Austin starts talking about shit I usually wind up buying it within the next few days <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what happened with Battle Network, but we'll talk about that when he talks about it. Um, 
but I've still been playing Destiny heavily, and we kind of devoted our time this past week into finishing the Lightfall campaign. It was relatively short, um, and also kind of not forgettable, but it was kind of just like, okay, like, all right, that's, that's a fine story. Um, it is very much a setup chapter, it feels like, for what comes next. Um, essentially, it can be summarized into the Witness is like the big bad of the, the entirety of Destiny. Like, it is the darkness incarnate that has been coming this whole time. Um, it's here, and this was our Infinity War, because it fucking won in the end of this. It won, it has taken over the Traveler. And we're waiting for what comes next. It's pretty fucking terrifying in that regard. But the build-up to that point was not anything too remarkable. Um, some forgettable characters along the way. Um, but the gameplay overall was stellar. Man, I love the introduction of this new stasis... Su not stasis, I'm sorry, strand subclass. So this is the fourth subclass. So we now have solar, arc, void, stasis, and strand. And Strand is kind of defined as the psychological manifestation of darkness that we can now control. And it's so cool as a hunter man because it's, it's more of like a support class, I feel like, and not so much as a destructive damage class. So much like Stasis, instead of freezing enemies, now you can kind of suspend them in air, hanging them by this green strand. And it's really cool. Um... And, like, as the hunter, my super turns into this... I forget what it's called, but it's essentially like a chain whip that I can spin around and throw at enemies, or I can spin it in a circle above my head and take out huge waves at a time. It's it's a lot of fun, and I like the versatility that it brings because if Sabrina's playing with me, then she can use her explosive abilities that will knock out waves at a time while I'm using the kind of hold-them-in-place abilities, and it, it works in tandem. It's a It's a wonderful addition to the game. Um, it does not feel broken. I think they're actually going to buff it in Season 21 a little bit. So that's going to be really fun, too. But I've had a lot of fun, man. I'm in a clan right now. I'm hoping that we can eventually do the raid that came with this um, expansion. It will take us into the Witness's ship that the Traveler tried to fend off. And it turns out within the heart of the Witness's ship is our old friend, fucking death incarnate Nezirak himself from the old expansion so the Traveler's Light essentially touched Nezirak and turned it into something new and we've kind of been fighting off his shadows throughout the entirety um, of the game but it it is certainly it is certainly gearing up to be better towards the end game content of Lightfall than, I, than, I, than like the story leading up to like fighting the main boss of the Lightfall campaign. Um, I had a good time with it. I'm not disappointed that I bought it. Like, I had a good time with it. It's just like I wish there was more su su substance, I guess, mm -hmm. um, from the campaign itself. But um, now, uh, what's it called? The Guardian games are back for the last half of the season. So we have 18 days left in the current season as of right now. And. Um, Guardian games are back, so it's Titans versus Warlocks versus Hunters to see who is going to be the best come end of season. Titans are currently winning, unfortunately. Fuck them. Um, but it's a lot of fun because it brings new bounties, new 
you know, possibilities and quests and stuff like that. So they're 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 throwing a lot at us here at the end of the season because we just had Iron Banner into um God man, I just I love that the it's it's kind of like Dead by Daylight. There's a constant flow of content that just keeps coming and I'm having such a good time, man. Like I this is the first time in my gaming life that I completed a full battle pass all the way to hundred outside of the first season of Fortnite. Fucking God damn dude. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. Like I poured my soul into this game over the past month. Um all 100 levels and I'm now I've gone beyond that I'm level 106 like it continues after level 100 like you'll get a, a reward every five levels or whatever but I'm level 106 right now and I'm not stopping until the season's over and when the season's over I'm starting over again baby <laughs> going right back in so the next season is going to be season of the deep I believe we're currently in season of defiance and Season of the Deep comes next. So I'm really excited for what that brings. They're starting to tease it a little bit. We'll be getting that at the end of... Or sometime towards the end of May, I believe. Um, yeah. So it's going to be exciting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at in Destiny. I'm not... It's not that I'm dying off of it, but I think the hyperfixation has kind of subsided. And now this is a... This is a... Kind of like the norm of how I'm going to be playing. Like I'll... Like, Sabrina was playing Path of Titans last night, and I was playing Battle Network. And then, like, today we were diving in because it's the weekend. Zer's back. Bounty's reset um, from yesterday. So we're, like, doing stuff like our daily stuff. But there's still a lot of Destiny left to play, man. And I'm I'm loving my time with it still. Hell yeah. I almost bought Lightfall last week. I encourage. I'll play through the shit with you again. All right. That's the only encouragement I needed to do that. <laughs> so, congrats. There you go. Thanks I guess I'm going to be the one that bucks. brings the uh, the challenge home, huh? Hey, <laughs> I'm doing great right now, sir. <laughs> I'm at fucking... What am I at? I'm at 12, I think. Yeah, I'm at 12. Well, yeah, hey. So, we're at 31 right now, collectively. That's 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 pretty fucking good. For that's what I'm saying. June. We're more than halfway done, and it's not even June yet. We're kind of amazing. We be I'm killing. about to add one more tonight. Oh, the Battle Network game. Yeah, I'm on the last mission of five. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm really breezing through the ship. <clears throat> um, what um? Oh yeah, wait. You said five? Yeah. I'm not going to oh, talk about that Oh, I thought it was six today, for some reason. Um, yeah, Josh, do you want me to go now? I guess, because that's yeah, a yeah. perfect segue. So unless Dylan was just trying to set that up and I didn't understand it, which he probably was, and I'm just dumb. No, you're not dumb. <laughs> but yeah, um, I figured I would do it this way because I'm finishing them so fucking quickly. Uh, and the game is already automatically split into two separate versions, being Volume 1 and Volume 2. Uh, so today I'll just talk about Volume 1. Um that I've completely fucking finished. Uh, volume 1 consists of Battle Network 1, Battle Network 2, and Battle Network uh, 3, Blue and White. Uh, don't know why the split. Don't really understand it for that game in particular, but they made a lot of weird decisions with this fucking franchise. <laughs> um, basically, Battle Network is an alternate timeline to the original uh, classic series, where instead of the world kind of taking a focus on the development of robotics, they do uh, the internet. 
And basically everything in this world is connected through the internet. Very eerily similar to how we are or how we are getting. Um, ow, fuck. I mean, I would say so. I think we are much more dependent on the internet than we were in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, yep, yep. I, I, I tend to agree with that. Can y'all hear me? Because my mic came unplugged and I had to fix yeah. it. Okay, cool. Sick. Um, yeah, so essentially, uh, in Battle Network 1, which you can totally fucking skip, by the way, there is no reason to play Battle Network 1 at all. Unless you really just want to uh, play the whole series through chronologically, like I think Dylan is doing for the first time. Um, there's zero fucking need. Uh, it... it it's kind of like the classic formula in a sense that it's like a villain of the week story. Uh, every arc is a new villain working for a overarching uh, organization that you eventually have to take down in the end. Very similar to the way the original games play out. You have eight stages you go through. You beat all the robot masters, acquire their power-ups, and go for the final boss. And that's essentially all Battle Network games are, just in a weird card battle hype like card jrpg hybrid um it puts you in the shoes of an 11 year old kid named lan and his net navi mega man uh, who was this universe's version of mega man um and you essentially are for some reason an 11 year old solving terrorist crimes i'm not sure what's going on with like the law yeah, enforcement of this world right into that. like where are the cops at what are they doing why is this 11-year-old child risking his life? Um, the first game is just very, like, it, it's it's just, it's the villain of the week trope over and over. And none of the characters in the first game are super super memorable, albeit maybe except for Proto-Man. Um, and all of the villains in this series, all of the villains and all of the side characters are actually direct references to uh, either robot masters from the original series or certain reploids from the X series. Um, and so it's kind of a cool little throwback for the older uh, generation of Mega Man fans to kind of see all these characters that are kind of like what they knew before, but just, I guess, more modernized. Uh, except for Cutman. If you know who Cutman is, he looked exactly the fucking same. And I think it's so funny that they just left him so basic and bland. Uh, the second game... Get, the the stakes get a little higher uh instead of kind of being this crazy scientist it's just this the villain is just this fucking net terrorist who starts hijacking planes and shit which also i cannot believe a game that came out in like early 2002 just a few months after 9-11 was allowed to have or like an english release was allowed to have a plane hijacking sequence in which the plane was targeting a government facility. That's so crazy to me that that shit just slipped on by. Uh, like we, I feel like in the early in early two thousand two, the country was probably still very fucking sensitive about that. So it's wild to me that that was even allowed to happen. Um, eh, most of us have moved on. <laughs> Jesus. Um. The stakes just overall felt a lot higher, and, the, and 2 felt like a much more mature experience. Um, even throwing in a couple of cuss words here and there that I I don't know if they were in the original Western releases. Uh, the whole thing about the Legacy Collection is they are the original Japanese releases with, releases with brand new translations. And the, 
it matters because a lot of these games are fucking cut uh or they were fucking cut for an english release like i think battle network 6 alone had like 10 hours worth of content that was completely cut from an english release um and so i'll talk about that more when i get to experience the uh that cut content um two introduced a whole lot of changes it gave us uh kind of the f- the first real form change because i think that lacked from the first one uh one of the big features of the original Mega Man games is after defeating a robot master you then gain the powers of said robot master and is super effective against others and battle network 2 kind of brought that back with the style change system that the style you got was all determined on how you fought if you used more battle chips, if you use the buster more, if you use more defense chips, like you get different forms depending on what you do. Uh, the only issue with these is you have to fight 280 random encounters to get a style change to occur. So if you get one that you just really don't fucking like, that kind of sucks because you're just stuck with it for 280 more encounters. Um, Battle Network 3 remedied that a little bit by, instead of it being 280, it's only 100, and whenever you receive a style change, you're actually given the option, uh, in 3, you can decide to either go up to that 280 in order to level up that style change, or you can set it to where you'll just immediately get a new style after 100 if you just really don't like the, the one that you're playing. Um... If you want to jump into this series for the first time, I really recommend skipping 1 and 2 because they feel like it's it's typical first game syndrome. It was a really great idea that kind of fumbles over itself more than a few times, but then by the third game, I think it, that's where Battle Network really found its fucking footing. Um, in the third game alone, it does a much better job at reintroducing the characters, reintroducing some of the major background lore in kind of better ways than the first two games before it even attempted to. Um, the, I would say the biggest reason to go back and play 1 and 2 is it's revealed at the end of Battle Network 1, and I don't know, Dylan, do you want me to spoil that or not? Well, you already know. You played the later games. You know what happens, right? Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> threw me off a little bit. Uh, actually, kind of, because it's revealed at the end of Battle Network 4 that this version of Mega Man was built uh, using the digitized DNA of his stillborn twin brother. Yep. Which is kind of fucking a lot darker than I expected it to be, but that's okay because this is only ever brought up when the plot needs it for like a Deus Machina type situation, um, and so it's really only ever mentioned a handful of times. And I also I, I think there's I don't know if it's a translation issue or if it's a retcon issue. Um, in the first game, it's described that hub that Mega Man and uh, his original name was Hub. It's described that Hub was a few years older, but then as I'm playing through Battle Network 5 and they start to kind of dive into that again, now all of a sudden they're twins that were born at the same time. I'm not really sure what that's about. I don't know if that's just a translation issue. Um, But this has been a really fucking fun time for me, dude. I loved these games growing up, especially 5 and 6 in particular. And I mean, I, I'm not even joking when I say that I got teary eyed when I saw the, the first review for this or reveal for this last summer. 
this was something that I wanted so fucking bad that I never thought was going to happen. And then just out of nowhere, no leaks, no rumors, nothing hinting at it. They just fucking threw it out there. And I, I was so excited and I'm, I'm truly loving every fucking second that I'm getting to spend playing these games over again. Um, the legacy collection also does some really cool things. Um, all of the Battle Network games, uh, well, I guess I'll talk about the patch cards next week when I talk about Volume 2, but uh, Battle Network 1, 2, and 3 all had uh, specific battle chips that were only ever obtainable if you, one, lived in Japan in the early 2000s and you were able to go to the Capcom store for, like, the big Mega Man events, you would take your Game Boy Advance and, like, plug it into this little console and you were able to download these exclusive battle chips. Well, in the West, it was only possible to obtain those chips if you use something like a Game Shark. Uh, but the Legacy Collection actually gave us access to those chips again. Uh, on top of that, it has a trophy, an in-game trophy library, which I think is really neat because I'm I'm noticing that just having that trophy library there is motivating me a lot more to go out and do all of the side shit that I wouldn't normally do. Um, and then PvP. Uh, the from what I've read, this game was originally slated for release in. Uh, 2021, which tracks because it would have been about a year after the release of the Zero and ZX Legacy Collections, um, but w apparently what kept this in development for so long was the fact that they completely rebuilt PvP from the ground up for this Legacy Collection. Um, as, I, as we talked about earlier, that's one of the things that Battle Network 6 became so well known for was becoming the first competitive esport on the Game Boy Advance. And so they really wanted to give fans who were diving into the series for the first time a full kind of uh, real first-hand experience of the, the very interesting PvP that Battle Network uh, came to offer. Um, except it really doesn't fucking matter because nobody is playing anything online except for 6. I spent like 30 minutes in Battle Network 2 trying to load up the PvP and I could not find a match for about 30 or 45 minutes. Uh, people only give a fuck about playing six competitively for some reason. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm having a re a real good fucking time. And I guess I'm sure considering I'm on the last fucking arc of five, I'm sure by next week I'll have finished five and six so I can talk about volume two. Cool. Yeah. Games have been like a blast getting to, <clears throat> you're right. One and two. I think we've used the word a few times now, just texting each other, but it's a slog to it get through. It is. So and much like, so. I started my Battle Network career playing uh, Battle Network 3, mm -hmm. and I completely missed the story of 1 and 2. So that's one thing I'm not trying to... Um, not trying to rush through it. Luckily, I think they're pretty quick games as they are. I'm still on the first game, but I should be able to beat it at least by the time the next podcast. Yeah, one and two especially are um, pretty short. Three yeah, is where they so start to get a little longer. And I'm hoping more detailed. Like, it's like the first worlds that you go into very bland. in terms of the battle, they're very bland, very basic. Um, and I, I was actually caught off guard because I remember just how much I loved the mm -hmm. level design in three, four, five, six. So fucking shocking to me when I started <laughs> playing, and I was like, "Uh oh, where's the rest of my world at?" Um, but yeah, man, I'm having a good time too. Um, definitely a blast from the past, and 
I miss these games, man. Like, this is my Mega Man. 2 is really where they started to kind of get crazy with the fucking level design, which, thank God, I'm glad I didn't have to play one more of that bland fucking internet space. Yeah, yeah, it, they needed something. Um, while you were talking, I went back and I did the math and I looked at my Destiny playtime. Oh, Jesus. And since, so last week I told you guys I had played 72 hours and as of tonight I am up to 107 hours. Jesus. Giving me an additional total of 35 within this past week. Christ. Good lord, dude. I... It's so bad. I am a little confused, or maybe, I don't know. I don't, maybe confused isn't the right word. I just don't understand, uh, unless it's maybe like a software issue. Um, I have heard that porting DS games is actually surprisingly fucking difficult uh, for a lot of devs. I, I don't know why, but again, I, I don't have any type of experience in, in video game development, so I, I guess I wouldn't really know. Um but I, I just don't understand the not including Operation Shooting Star instead. Uh, I mean, maybe it's to keep everything authentic and just keep it that Game Boy Advance experience. But if you pick if you pick this collection up and, and you really enjoy it, I, I would really recommend not playing the first game and instead playing Operation Shooting Star. Um, Operation Shooting Star was a Japanese-only released uh, game that was essentially a DS remake of Battle Network 1, but also included a crossover chapter with Mega Man Star Force that takes place after uh, the Star Force trilogy. So it was kind of a cool wrap-up for Star Force, but also kind of throwing nostalgia back with bringing uh, Battle Network back. And it was it's just such a superior way to play Battle Network one that I, I don't understand leaving it out. Um, but who knows maybe maybe they'll throw that in, in the Star Force collection that I I hope is coming. Um, oh you have big dreams. Oh, dude. Well, so I don't know I'm not maybe you guys are more well versed in this than I am. I'm not well uh, I don't have a very good enough understanding of like the financial side of the gaming industry. How well is a million copies in two weeks? Like how good of an achievement is that? I would think that's a pretty strong achievement. Okay. Yeah. Especially for this franchise. Yeah. I did not expect to ever read that it hit a million copies in two weeks. Like I looked at sales analytic analytics and by the end of 2001 or 2001, by the end of 2021, the Zero Collection had only sold 200,000 copies worldwide. And this yeah. did 800,000 more in a two-week time span. Like, if we don't get a Star Force Collection, that's just Capcom saying fuck you at this point. Well, they know what the better franchise was. Oh, I'm not arguing that at all. Star Force is very... uh, uh hit or miss you either really love it like me or or you fucking hate it yeah i was not 100 percent for it like i was with and it's the same as battle network it's that first it's that first game syndrome oh i got you battle network because uh star force 3 is fucking incredible star force 3 is still to this day one of my favorite games ever to release on the ds and it didn't make your top 10 of all time no it didn't it didn't. There were other DS games that were just a little bit better. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, essentially. Hey, Josh. Hey, you. Final Fantasy. Take. I almost bought that. 
Oh yeah. FFPRC. Yeah, it went up. Uh, the physical went up on Play Asia, and I've been kind of eyeing it. Oh yeah, you're gonna you were gonna do one of the physical boy. Yeah, nonsenses. one of those big boys. Uh, it's a big yeah. Box. Um, I went ahead and I bought the uh, the Final Fantasy um, Pixel Remaster Collection um, because a uh, I am trying to go through these games as I said before for a number of reasons, but most importantly for uh, video capture footage reasons. So uh, there is that, of course. Uh, but also, uh, I just really wanted to, to get these games uh, and show, you know, Square that, hey, like, uh, you know, these games mean something to, to some people and uh, you should, I don't know, like, maybe maybe do more of this kind of shit. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I... Uh, I've been playing through several of them. Most notably, I would say probably one, five, and six right now. Uh, I've kind of dabbled in like two and three, but like really, I've I've been playing mostly one, five, and six. Um, and so I remember playing some of these through emulator and some of these on like. Uh, like Final Fantasy, or uh, I guess box collections would be the the way to describe it. Like a uh, four came in a collection with um, Chrono Trigger on the PS One called, um, oh what was it called? It was called a uh, Final Fantasy was it Origins, I think. Um, which at the time, surprisingly enough, was the only time that it was actually named four because it originally was released as Final Fantasy Two here in the West. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so, like, I have played some of these, and I remember some of them relatively fondly, uh, but, like, I also remember playing, like, one and two through an emulator, and thinking to myself, oh, boy, these are not the way I remembered them because they were like slow and they were like sluggish is a great way to describe how those original games felt. At least to me, they were very slow. They were not, not particularly hard to like control or anything, but like just like I said, slow and very like, I don't want to say unresponsive. Unresponsive is definitely not the correct, phrase but like they were definitely not the games that like you when you think of like a final fantasy you typically think of like the active time battle system and you think of like um g g not fast paced because you know they're still turn based but like more fast paced than than what 1 2 and 3 are and 1 2 and 3 are an absolute slog to get through in those original iterations on the on the NES and um there have been some quality of life improvements uh with uh with this release where things can move faster like you have a default almost like uh like 
don't want to say run speed, but like a, a, a sort of like default. Um, I, I mean, for lack of a better term, like like run speed. And um, it just plays so much smoother and so much quicker. And you get to areas way, way faster, I feel like. Like, I remember it taking me probably a solid three or four hours to get through the first dungeon of uh, Final Fantasy. Just because, you know, I would need to level up, I would need to get there, stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. And so... I remember it taking me that long and then I was playing it the other day and I got through that first section in roughly an hour. Like I cut my time nearly in half. Like it was very quick and um, I was just kind of like really, really impressed with that. Uh, And um, yeah, like it was a... uh, It was for sure like a uh, like a, a, a really nice change of pace. And then there are other things that have like I've been like, oh nice, okay, this is this way now, and you know, things of that nature. Um the music has been revamped, so it's more like orchestral arrangements now, as opposed to like the old kind of like MIDI music. And I'm very appreciative of that. Like I like the old MIDI music and I will listen to that on repeat man i'll put that stuff on on like apple music or what have you and like have an absolute blast and um like just fucking love every second of my life right um and then i get on this and i was like oh this is interesting i oh this is good i like this um and it just it's uh it's a refreshing sort of like change of pace for for things. Um the sprite work has been redone and it's uh it's somewhat faithful to the originals, but it's I, I feel like it's all done in the sixteen bit style, uh which is not what it was in the original. Um in the original it was uh Oh my God, there's a cat at my door and it's so loud. Um, in the original, it was um, much more, uh, what's the what's the word? Um, well, the, the, the 8-bit stuff looked closer to like, you know, uh, fucking 8-bit stuff. Um, and uh, I don't, necessarily dislike it i i actually kind of like it in a lot of ways but it does feel like immediately different than uh what i had kind of played in the in the past you know um again not necessarily a bad thing but just it was it was different but really i i think the game shines with the sort of um like going back and making things run way smoother and way faster than they did because they were horribly, horribly dated in so, so many ways. Um, and now they're not nearly as bad. 
So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm enjoying going through these stories, too. Like, uh, like one doesn't really have much of a story, but, like, I was playing through 5, and I was, I was genuinely kind of impressed because I remember 5 not having, like, all that great of a story. But, like, playing through it, I was like, oh, this is, this is really good. And 6 is a fucking masterpiece. So, you know, I don't even have to, like, talk about that because everybody knows. Um... Yeah, yeah, just a uh, real great time, real, real fun. Uh, I'm, in, I'm loving every every minute of it. It's good stuff. Hell yeah, dude. I might have to pick that up. Yeah, dude. Uh, and th- some of the... I, I feel like uh, probably a lot of people will think about these who have never played them before and think that they are antiquated, and I can understand that to an extent, I think. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't agree. I don't know. I, I think that they play perfectly fine the way that they are. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, what the fuck do I know? What do you know? Not much. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) He said not really a whole lot of shit. Yeah. I I know a bunch of like useless facts that that don't nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. I felt that. But, yeah. I anyway, felt that. It's, uh, it's a good time, man. It's, uh, it's quite, uh, quite, quite fun. Having a blast. Hell yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> cool. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to these, these picks of the week, and then we can, uh, we can get on out of hizzle. Uh, my... Pick of the week is a video from Noah Caldwell Gervais. I have, I'm sure, talked about him on the show before. Um, but I just dropped this link in the Discord the other day. Uh, this is a seven-hour video, almost eight-hour video, uh, that goes through the entirety of the Red Resident Evil franchise, with the exception of, I think, like two games. Um, and he breaks them down in such an interesting way and kind of shows how the series evolved um, and what the design philosophies kind of say about those games and about the times that they were created in. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just a fucking great video. Noah caldwell Gervais just... It, he's a very, very good YouTuber um, mm-hmm. and, and games journalist. Um, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my pick of the week this week is an album called Death Grip. Uh, by a band called Fit for a King. Uh, No big particular thing behind this one. I just think this is a really, really good fucking album. Uh, I think if you're a metalcore fan, I think that this is one of the best albums that the genre has to offer. And I think it's really, really good. Hell yeah. Uh, Mine this week, uh, much like Josh, is a video from YouTube, Shocker. Um, It's literally called The Entire Story of Destiny. And it is, it's made by this guy named Evaze, and he does a ton of Destiny videos, ton, ton, like that's his channel, it's just Destiny videos. This video in particular is over four hours long, and it covers the start of lore from Destiny from the very beginnings of time all the way to where we are now, and it is wonderful. If you are looking to get back into it or just learn a little bit more about the world itself. Hell yeah. I might actually look that up. Cool. Yeah, that sounds fucking rad. Um, 
Awesome. Well, uh, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Pickles and the Culture Bob Family of Content. Uh, Culture Bop is available on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop and on YouTube.com slash C slash Culture Bop. You can find me on Twitter uh, at TheBebopMan182, on Instagram at BebopMan182, and on Twitch at The underscore BebopMan. Dylan is available on Twitter at TV, and then on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube all at OMDizzy. And then you can find The Papa Man himself. Mm Mm-hmm. On Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays with two with two P's. I, I always forget to to say that. But always yeah, I don't know P's. why I did that. Uh, uh, I'm you, just dumb, and I didn't know how Papa was spelled. I think it's because you love. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. Go I ahead, don't no. know what you you love. had it. Making people angry. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> Five. No, we knew where that was I going. I do. He loves the peas. I yep. don't know where it was going. <laughs> That's most definitely true. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, last but not least, as I said before, this was our Patreon decided topic of the month. So, if you liked what you heard and you wanna you wanna get in on that action, right? Say you wanna you wanna give us a topic to discuss and things of that nature. Uh, all you gotta do is go to Patreon.com slash culture bop and toss us a pledge uh we got some really cool stuff going over there and um if we uh start hitting our our perks or our our goals you know we got more content coming to you so good stuff good stuff i'm tired boy and then i get to go help uh some friends move tomorrow so that's that's gonna be even more fun Hell yeah. Even more tired. Uh all right, well uh I don't know, you guys you guys got anything else? No, I think that's it. Bye. Oh <laughs> Jesus. He must be hungry. He's a hungry he probably boy. Is. I literally have food five feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking knew it. Uh. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>